Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm. And we have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. We are available wherever you like to get your podcast, And that includes all of the programming that's available here on KPCG. Should the New Testament church keep the days of unleavened bread? Now, that's a feast that you don't hear a lot about. People don't talk too much about that. And yet it's in the Bible. So the question is, should it be kept? Or was that only for ancient Israel? Well, God commanded ancient Israel, as we'll see, to keep his feasts, including the days of unleavened bread. And we can see this command in uh, several places. We'll look at Exodus 12. And if you have a Bible handy, you could get it out. We could look at these together and see what God's word says about the days of unleavened bread. Notice Exodus 12, verses 15 through 17. It says, seven days shall you eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. So you can see God's very serious about this command. Verse 16, it says, and in the first day there shall be an holy convocation. So that's a a holy day. And in the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation to you. No manner of work shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat, that only may be done of you. And so a holy day there, the holy convocation on the first day and on the seventh day. Verse 17, And you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For in the selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall you observe this day in your generations, by an ordinance forever. And so within the, the spring of the year, there is, of course, the Passover. Then the next day, the evening, there's the night to be much observed. And then there's the days of unleavened bread that go on for seven days. And you can read all about that uh, there in Exodus and also in our free booklet, Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days, which goes through those holy days and puts the, the picture together for your understanding. But we notice here that God says to keep this forever. That is exactly what he means, forever. By an ordinance forever. And yet very few keep these days today. It is a rare thing, and and, and many people would probably have not even heard of it. So, but God said to keep it forever. Now, can we find evidence that God's New Testament church should keep these days? And that's really the question, because ancient Israel was told to keep them, and they they did on and off. Sometimes they strayed from that, and then they had to change and come back to it. But they were to keep it forever. Now, again, people might say, well, yeah, but it's changed now. Well, is it? We'll see. Can we find evidence that God's New Testament church 
should keep the days of unleavened bread. Notice Luke 2. We'll see something here from the New Testament, something that Christ himself did. Luke 2, verses 41 through 43. It says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. Now keep in mind that feast of the Passover also then uh, would include the spring holy days there with the days of unleavened bread. And that had to be much observed as well. Verse 42, And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, so they were more they were there for more than just one day, they fulfilled the days, they returned. And the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it, so they went back to find him. Of course, he was there listening and also speaking with uh, some of the leaders and the educators and such. And you can remember that history, I think, and look at that in Luke 2. But here Christ set the example of keeping God's holy days. He was keeping them. In the New Testament, he kept them. Now, what about after he died? He was crucified, as we know, and resurrected. Was that the end of it? Did did it stop there? Well, what does the Bible show? Did, Did anybody else keep it after the time of Christ? Let's look at a passage in Acts 20. This is the Apostle Paul and and the church, the New Testament church. Acts 20 in verse 6, it says, And we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and came unto them to Troas in five days, where we abode seven days. And so we can see that, again, Paul and the New Testament church kept the days of unleavened bread. They mentioned it very specifically that they had this journey after the days of unleavened bread. So ancient Israel, as we saw, they were told to keep these days forever. Judah, or the Jews, are just one tribe of Israel. Christ kept the days of unleavened bread. And then after Christ was killed and then resurrected, the Apostle Paul and the New Testament church kept the days of unleavened bread. And so we see very clearly that the Feast of Unleavened Bread was not abolished at the death of Christ. It wasn't abolished. Paul gave some more instruction concerning these days. If we look at 1 Corinthians 5, and we'll look at verses 7 through 8. 1 Corinthians 5, verses 7 through 8. Paul says, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrifice for us. And therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So some very specific instruction here on how to keep the days of unleavened bread. This is a quote from the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence course. This is a free course in SetTheTrumpet.com, and it goes through a lot of topics, including God's holy days. This is lesson number 30. And it says, The Apostle Paul here was telling the Corinthian church members to put out spiritual leaven, just as they had already put out all physical leaven 
in preparation for this festival. They were to keep the feast not only with unleavened bread, but also with the spiritually unleavened attitude of righteousness, sincerity, and truth. It says this is a direct command from God's apostle to New Testament Christians. So we're talking about the New Testament church. To observe the days of unleavened bread. Because Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. See, that's already, that had happened. Christ was crucified. He was resurrected, and yet they were still keeping these days of unleavened bread. We need to be keeping the days of unleavened bread as well. That pictures our uh, putting the leaven of sin out of our lives. See, there's a lot of spiritual lessons to be learned from these holy days. And again, there's information about these days in our free booklet, Pagan Holidays are God's Holy Days, which we can get in there and really study this more in-depthly than what we can cover here on this uh, podcast. So 1 Corinthians 5, verses 7 through 8, Paul's telling the, the Corinthian church members to really, you know, be focused spiritually during these days. You know, get the spiritual sin out, get the, the spiritual leaven out, and bring in the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. If they weren't keeping the days of unleavened bread, that would have been a very confusing letter to receive from Paul. People would have thought, what is he talking about? Well, that doesn't even make sense. But they knew exactly what he was talking about because they were keeping these days. And it's applicable instruction for us today. We should know exactly what he's talking about because we too should be keeping these days. If we're to follow Christ's example, he did. Or the Apostle Paul's example, he did. Notice a passage that's uh, sometimes confusing to people. This is in Colossians 2. Colossians 2, and, and people can misread this and, and read into it, but we don't want to do that. We want to really understand what it's saying. Colossians 2, and we'll look at verses uh, 14 through 17. It says, Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat, or in drink, or in respect of an holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body of Christ. And it says is, but it should read, but the body of Christ. And so people could read that and say, well, so I guess we can just kind of do what we want and not let anybody judge us. No, he's talking about not letting people that are not Christians, that are not obeying God, don't let them judge you when you keep a holy day. Don't let them say to you, well, what are you keeping that day for? (laughs) Because it's God that we have to be concerned about and what he teaches. And he works through his church, down through his government, the body of Christ. See, we don't want to let the traditions of men be what guides us. We want it to be the Bible that guides us. The correspondence course says this. These Colossians that Paul's writing here, too, were Gentile converts living in a Gentile city. And you can imagine, you know, they had all sorts of customs and things that they were used to. And all of a sudden now they're learning about God's truth, God's days, and they're starting to do something different. 
So people would begin to say, well, what are you, what are you doing? Aren't you coming to this festival or that festival, you know, a pagan festival? And they'd say, well, no, I don't, I don't do that anymore. I'm keeping the, the days of unleavened bread. Well, what's that? Right? It would, have been, it would have been strange. So here Paul's encouraging them. He says, look, don't, don't uh, let people judge you in that. Make sure you, you keep God's days. The quote continues and says, They had previously known nothing of God and his holy days. Now, however, they had become obedient Christians. See, they had, they had uh, changed. You can read verses 5 through 7 read about that. They're in Colossians 2. But it says, unless the ministers of the church of God had taught them to observe the holy days, they would never have been judged by their pagan relatives and neighbors for doing so. And you know how that goes if you have started to keep God's holy days or his weekly Sabbath. People are very quick to notice that and say, well, what are you doing? (laughs) Because it's different than what most people do. The quote says, Paul did not say that Christians should not observe God's holy days. He merely said that Christians should not let anyone judge them for observing these days. Nevertheless, some have connected this reference to God's holy days and Sabbaths with a misinterpretation of verse 14, claiming that all of God's laws, festivals, holy days, and Sabbaths were nailed to the cross. So some people think that, or they want to think it, because they just don't want to keep those days. They'd rather keep their own days. But what is verse 14 talking about here? Let's read it again. Verse 14, Colossians 2. It says, Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. So what what is the handwriting of ordinances? What is that talking about? something that was contrary to us. What what does that mean? The correspondence course notes that handwriting is translated from the Greek word, kirographon, which means a handwritten note of debt. The Revised Standard Version makes this verse clearer. It says, Having canceled the bond which stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. And so the correspondence course notes that a note of debt or guilt was incurred by the Colossians as well as all men and women as a result of breaking God's law by following human ordinances and traditions. By Christ's sacrifice, that note of indebtedness that legally demanded death was set aside. That is what was abolished, not God's laws and holy days. So again, we have to understand what's being talked about. We could read in our own thinking to it, but what good is that? I mean, one person could read one thing, another person could read another. We need to look and see what God's actually talking about here. And handwriting, as it says, there means a handwritten note of debt. Well, the debt is sin, right? The penalty, (laughs) the penalty. We've sinned and we've earned death. The wages of sin are death. Christ paid that penalty in our stead. And when we repent, those sins are forgiven. That's what was nailed to the stake. That's what what Christ's sacrifice did. So to recap, just consider what the Bible shows us. And again, there's more passages about this than we can get to today. And you can do an in-depth study. And Lesson 30 of the Correspondence Course is great for that. Also, Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days, which... That's a great book to get. It's free. All of this is free at the Trumpet 
com and it's an educational service and uh, lays out a lot more information. But just to recap what we talked about today, we saw that God told ancient Israel to keep the, the days of unleavened bread forever, as well as all of his holy days. But he told them to keep the days of unleavened bread forever. We saw that Christ himself kept them. And then after Christ's crucifixion and, and resurrection, the Apostle Paul and the New Testament church kept these days. They kept the days of unleavened bread. There's nothing in the Bible that says stop doing it. Nothing. Everything says do it, and then every example we see is of true Christians doing it. And of course, in, in the Old Testament, ancient Israel was doing it as a nation, and, and then obviously they had some times where they stopped doing that and had problems and lost some of the knowledge. Um, but we don't see God ever telling people to stop doing it. We see the opposite. We see him saying, keep them forever. And then we see Christ's perfect example. He never sinned. We know that. And he kept the holy days. He kept God's holy days and he kept the days of unleavened bread. And then again, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament church kept them. So should the New Testament church keep the days of unleavened bread? The Bible says yes. The Bible says yes. A true Christian today will keep these days of unleavened bread. Why wouldn't they? What would be their reason for not? Traditions of men? Just trying to go along with society? What would be the reason for not keeping them? Nothing in the Bible says don't keep them. Everything in the Bible says keep the days of unleavened bread. And there's a very important lesson, well, quite a few lessons really from the days of unleavened bread, but uh, you can study about that and get into that with that booklet, Pagan Holidays or God's Holidays, which also the Bible Correspondence Course, Lesson 30. That'll take you through this holy day and show you what, again, Paul was getting at about getting rid of the leaven and bringing in the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, what we need to be doing physically and spiritually during these days. The New Testament church is told by God to keep the days of unleavened bread. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.